This is the Monks Park Surgery Podcast. Here's the third Monks Park Surgery Podcast. And as an extra special, I've decided to wander into town and got to NHS Bristol's headquarters in South Plaza which is right by the old John Lewis roundabout. I'm probably not meant to say that, am I? What's it called now? The Bear Pit. The Bear Pit. And uh, I want to introduce you to Martin Jones, who's a GP in South Bristol, who is the CCG... Chair. GP chair. chair. Good. We're here for me to discover what he does. So, hi, Martin. Tell us a bit about you. So, Andy, hi. I've been a a GP, as you know, in South Bristol for almost 20 years, and I've not really been involved in commissioning per se, until the last uh, two or three years, uh, perhaps a bit longer. Uh, I joined the South Bristol locality, um, and then when the CCG came to fruition, um, became elected as the chair for the CCG, which I have been doing now for approximately 18 months, uh, but about 56 days, I think, into uh, going live. And you still haven't gone grey, which uh, I'm impressed with. It's the Grecian, yeah. <laughs> we first met... At an EMIS user group meeting. EMIS is uh, one of the computer software things. Do you remember those days? I do, and I also remember um, the British Association of Sports Medicine. Indeed. Well. Do, you, do you do any sports medicine anymore? Well, I did the Bath course um, um, a little while back, and I still get patients referred to me by my partners in the practice because I have an interest, but I don't do any teams anymore. Not back in the days when I used to do. Bath. Back in the good old days. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and those EMIS user group meetings, I remember you ran those and were really envisioning with loads of ideas. And they were good we days, weren't they? Good days. That yeah. was the old uh, LV system, though, of course. Yeah, we're on something much more complicated now. So, how did you get into doing the commissioning? What? what uh... um, I think for me, the, the real stimulus has been always seeing in practice, as I'm sure you do small things, big things that you think we could probably change better for the patient and for practices if only we had a way into discussing with secondary care. I mean, in the past when I worked in Plymouth or in London, we had a much closer relationship with with secondary care. Um, And in Bristol, I've always been disappointed how little contact we have with our hospital clinicians. Now, I know lots of people do have friends in hospital and people they talk to, but as a routine, we have very little opportunity. And in the last two years, it's been wonderful uh, how much more we have begun to discuss the patient journey, where we practice, the things we could do better, and the problems we see in the system. I'm not saying we've solved any of them yet, but certainly there's a much better highlighting of how things could be and some of the problems that they are. And I mean, if you add into that, there's no more money. There's probably going to be less money. So we're going to have to work smarter yeah. if we're going to you know, make things easier for ourselves. So if I'm sitting here either as a GP or as a simple punter in Hallfield, what's changed between the PCT and the CCG? I, I, as a GP, mm. I'm often asked, mm. how are you coping now? Because you're now running the health service. And I have a sort of hollow <laughs> laugh, just, just like that laugh. You have all the money. <laughs> um, what's changed? What, what, what happened before? What, well, what's I, happening now? I've been challenged that many times, and, I, and having sat on the cluster board for... What's the, the cluster? The cluster board. So when the PCTs were coming to an end, the Bristol PCT, South Gloss, and all of said clustered into one board, and that was one mega yeah. PCT. Yeah. And the CCG chairs sat on those The PCTs. Boards. We the both CCG. use jargon. Yes. PCT is the yeah. Primary Care, Care Trust. Trust. That's yeah. right. And we sat and on those boards. 
And they were very bureaucratic and not very clinically driven, whereas the CCG is completely different. CCG, Clinical Cl Commissioning Group. We have lots of GPs involved. Yeah. We have uh, um, a real clinical agenda, and it's a much smaller, trimmed-down organisation. What's uh, happened to everyone else? Well, they've been split up and got elsewhere. So the part of the PCT, Primary Care Trust, that used to commission general practice has gone to the area team. Yeah. Um, the area team of NHS England. NHS England, which covers yeah. Bristol, South Gloss, North yeah. Somerset and Somerset. Yeah. Um, they've only got locally about four people to commission primary care. <gasps> scary. So that's scary, but at the same time, what they're looking for from GPs yeah. is input. That will be fine. Lean and mean is fine when it works. Yes. But if I fall out with one of those four people, I'm in trouble. Yes. So we need to influence them. Yeah. We need to give them the picture of what... They've asked me, for instance, what's general practice in Bristol like? And I've said I think it's very high standard, very dedicated, and we have 56 fantastic practices. Yeah. And they say, well, how are you going to show me that? And what do you want... What do those practices want to the future? So I think there's a real challenge there for general practices to help to lay out what the future will look like for, yeah. for Bristol, really. Yeah. And then... Okay. So that's some, the area team. That's the area team. Some of the people have gone to Public Health England... Yeah. And some of the people have gone to public health in the local council. And what's the difference? Who does what? Well, the poor council does a lot of the stuff around, say, smoking and alcohol, yeah. the, uh, the public health leses. And what's a les? Local enhanced service. I know these answers, I but I think Martin's just going to tell me. Uh, and, and then local enhanced service, service. So that's around things like specific areas of work, like nursing homes. And yes. And sexual services yeah. and drugs, drugs, uh, which has been currently recommissioned by the council, yeah. um, and also things like the um, the, new, the new patient uh, public health les, the sort of coronary risk score les, yeah. which you know, people are beginning to pick up on, um, and also they work closely with the council on the health and wellbeing board, yeah, which is. A new board, which came into, into statutory in April the 1st, and is something that works between the council and the CCG to direct commission of services in Bristol for the patients. It's interesting, this, this thing of moving things that were mm. sort of health, yes. like looking after people with methadone mm. and smoking yes. and exercise, mm. whereas GPs, we've always said, well, if, if only the council yes. would do this... Yes. Now, in theory, it's now in the council's hands yes. to whatever this is. I don't know, put more running tracks in or make gyms cheaper or yes. or teach children at school all about issues. Do you think that's going to work? Or is it wider than that? That's a very simplistic no, I think Andy GP view very reasonable. And I think one of the areas we have discussed with them is alcohol. So if you consider that locally we spend about £7.5 million on uh, drug yeah. misuse, we probably spend... A tenth of that on alcohol, though the alcohol problem is considerably bigger. Uh, and we've discussed with the council, social services, and with the police, yeah. considering having a, a partnership to do something. So, because for me as a working GP, I've always found it very difficult to understand how the alcohol service works. How do I interact with a patient who's got early stages of drinking too much, or late yeah. stages, yeah. or how do we, how does the public um, influence policy around? things like licensing, yeah. um, and all of this could be brought together into one area. 
and we could have a great influence on how that runs. So that's the area team, public health guys, yes. and then public health England, yes, uh, which is more centrally driven yeah. issues around public health, and the CCG. Um, and the CCG is much more about being clinically driven, being a membership, all the practices, all the GPs, all the other clinical staff, actually anyone who works in general practice, Absolutely. in theory is a member. Yeah. Are a member and should be able to influence the direction of travel of how we commission our secondary care services and how we commission our community care services. Yeah. So that's our main area, mental health, um, United Bristol Trust, yeah. North Bristol Trust and Bristol Community Health. You use the word should there. We, mm. For those listening to this podcast, we've actually had a bit of a meeting before this as you would do that. So we, We've laughed about one or two things, and one of the things we laughed about earlier was that sort of should be able to influence how things work. Now, before I give another hollow laugh, how's that going to work? <laughs> well, I agree entirely. I think it's important that we are very clear how individual practices and localities influence the direction of travel. We have set Bristol up with three localities, and there's a good reason for doing that, because people feel comfortable within those localities historically, where they feel uh, an association with their member practices, their local practices. But then they, that in itself lays a challenge. How do we make sure that those three, three localities have their voice heard, and how do we make sure that those individual practices feed into what becomes a strategy for the CCG? Yeah. So. Uh, Commissioning strategies, uh, decisions about how we work with community services, all those things, the only way we can do these better is if we understand what is happening in the practices on the ground. And I work as two days a week still as a GP. I don't understand what happens in my, own, my patch. I don't understand what happens in your patch. I don't understand what happens in the city. Not unless I listen to my colleagues in those patches. And therefore, we have to structure that in such a way yeah. that we pull that intelligence, some of it's soft, some of it's hard, together to inform our decision making. That sounds a bit bureaucratic, I know, but it's well, still it, something we have to do, and we have to do it well. Yeah, it's that challenge that we were talking about, about how do you both draw in all that, that ideas, but also pass out the information as well. And, and Feedback every is practice key. is so different, yes. and yet we all, for instance, want to be using this thing for communicating with the ambulance people mm. about people who might be end of life, yes. uh, how much we want to intervene, and trying to get all those different practices to do all that together must be a nightmare from a central point of view. But equally, you also want to get feedback from us about how it works and, and the different ways people are accessing their care at that end. So it's getting that balance between listening and telling, isn't it? Yeah, I agree entirely. We want to make it easy for people to uh, send in by whichever way they, they want to. We've been looking at things like apps um, that you can have on, on your computer in front of you when you're working so that you can easily click on it and send information but at the same time we want to be able to easily send back a response yeah. to show that we're doing something about it. And these are both patients and GPs who are both incredibly busy and long in the tooth. Exactly. Oh no, you want me to learn how to use Twitter now I suppose. No, I think if people want to use Twitter and they like it that's fine but if you want to write a letter then that's <laughs> equally fine. You're going to have to show me how to do that. <laughs> So what's, what's the challenges then, both for patients, we'll have patients listening, and I'm going to ask my GP colleagues to listen to Martin Jones on this, so what's the challenge now within the CCG for a patient to be, how can I get involved in all this, and, and what are the challenges for GPs, what, what does Martin Jones 
message you want to say to people? I want to say to people that I, th I want patients to feel in Bristol that they have a clear voice and a ability to influence how we buy and provide healthcare across the city. So one of the big challenges I think, and this is the same in all across the country, is how do we do more mm. in the community to support patients, the carers, and to support practices in helping How are you going that? to challenge, say, that the one or two people with a really loud voice who would really like something to happen when actually the 300 other people who, well, that, who won't, that, can't or won't speak up? Indeed. How do you, how do you balance those priorities indeed. for those and people? That is about having a, a robust and a well-thought-out public and patient participation group that goes out and listens to a wide variety of voices. So we, the NHS has always tried to do public uh, involvement and the PCT, primary care interest in the past, had some great success in it. We need to build on that and really develop it in mm. a way that we're sure that we're asking the right people the right questions and that we understand the answers that we get. How could I get involved in that if I'm listening to this podcast and getting excited? Well, we have a public and patient participation group. How do I find it? It's on our website, G. Bristol CCG. If you type okay. Bristol CCG into Google, which is what I do... There we go. That's the way to find it. Then you will find it. Okay. Uh, and we've got clear uh, directions on that, how to get involved. Yeah. And you would love people to be involved. And we would love to people to get involved, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Also, you can get involved via your local surgery. So all your GPs, all your practices that are a member of this organisation, if you feel you yeah. want to raise issues... You should raise them with your GP, with your practice managers, and they can be fed into by the locality groups. It, it's probably worth saying, and you can contradict mm. me mm. if you want to, but it's probably worth saying it's still early days, and you may find that people go, oh, am I a member? You're not really quite sure. But, hey, work on them, and, and it will help to get the communication absolutely, going. Absolutely. What's your message for the GPs? The message for, the, for the reluctant CCG member? My, my or the enthusiastic one, for that matter. Okay. So my feeling as a GP, and this is not as a, a chair of the CCG, as a GP, is that I would like to see primary care enhanced. I would like to see primary care be able to do more, but to do that it needs more resources. Patients clearly can be managed at home for many conditions, but to do that we have to have an upskill community services and we have to have practices that have the capacity to be able to do this. I think this is the right time for practices to shout loudly about what they want in the future, how they want to see the general practice in this country move and change. I think we have a unique opportunity in the next few years to do that. And I think you should be banging on our doors to tell us what you want. Brilliant. Is there anything else you want to say? No, that's thanks for the opportunity to talk, Andy. No, thank you, Martin. Cheers. Thanks.